This is episode two. Go Grammy. I'm actually going to write a book called Polyamory Grammy, which is what my first episode was called. I think I should retitle my entire podcast, but I have to figure that out. It's been months. Let me see. February is when I recorded before. March, April, May, June, July. So it's over four months since I've recorded. Many things have happened. But I'm going to give you a little background that I really didn't give you to begin with. I come from a family of cheaters. It shaped my entire life. I mean cheaters in the sense of fidelity and relationships. As I grew up, I always desperately felt like I needed to get married or have a boyfriend. I could never figure out this desperation. And finally, when my mother turned 90, she asked my father, have you ever cheated on me? He admitted he had had a girlfriend for either 26 or 29 years. Hello? My family, which appeared on the out, you know, outwardly very stable, had a terrible vibe. My mom felt so insecure because in her heart of hearts, she knew this was going on. And that transferred to me, the only daughter. I went through high school always needing to have a boyfriend. When I graduated from college, I married someone. He was a decent guy, but really inappropriate for me. I'm a city girl. I love everything about the city. In fact, I live in Manhattan now. This first husband liked to hike. And I did have some wild adventures. Went into the Grand Canyon, hiked in Yosemite, was a biker, and I was thinner, of course. This gentleman still hikes. He's been to Nepal, been to all these places. Never remarried. I remarried because I didn't have my daughter with him. But this desperation comes from a very underlying unstable feeling. I also have two brothers, both who were marital cheaters. My first born brother was just wild and crazy. He had been a jazz artist on the road, he did drugs, he slept with everyone, and he was married. Finally, one year, his wife went on the road to be the business manager of the jazz band, and they took their pre-K son. The cool thing about this is the pre-K son is now a world-class jazz artist. Imagine going on the road, being a bus rat in pre-K, and hanging out with all these jazzers. After that, he played with all these high-level people, and it led to him getting a doctorate in jazz and being in high-end bands and recording and so much more. But the underlying desperation has been something that that stuck with me until I was in, like, my 50s, because I finally found out what my mother was going through. It was terrible that she found out. But when she found out, it was like, that explains all of my behavior for my entire life. 
Thank you for telling her, and I'm glad she told me. So what's going on with my daughter has been based on this constant dishonesty, constant emotional instability. So I really don't, can't blame her. She identifies herself as being polyamorous. To her, this means you have like a main squeeze, I guess. Could be husband, fiance, boyfriend, baby daddy, whatever. She has the baby daddy now. And on the side, I cannot believe I have that word in my life. Baby daddy. But she is very intolerant of other people seeing other people. So really, I look at her as being promiscuous, which is fine. I've gone through phases in my life, which will be another episode, where I was promiscuous. But I never claimed to be polyamorous, which is like a constant, you know, repeating pattern with various people. One of her best friends got married and her husband said, well, if you have an itch, scratch it. In other words, you can go out with other people. That evolved into him having even another woman living with them. And now they have a baby and the boyfriends broke up with her. The girlfriends did not break up with him. Always a raw deal for women. So my daughter wants, wants to be polyamorous. But her choices, as I mentioned in the first episode, are really not all that great. Her sometimes boyfriend in Colorado is okay. She occasionally sees him. He's fun. When she had a baby, he sent her lots of presents. She talks to him. He's her friend. Don't know how much the romance is still there, but they're still good friends. And then there's the baby daddy. The baby daddy was a friend of a huge loser boyfriend she had in the past. But she always kind of knew him, and at one point it was like her Sex in the City fallback lay, you know, the one that she would see. He was also her pot dealer. He was married for many years, but didn't really live in a couple's relationship. He had two children. His wife got an apartment where he lived with them and the children. And then he moved out. The wife said, I need help. So he says he moved back in. But I've heard conflicting stories. He did, however, help parent. He's a good parent. He loves my grandson. But he's unstable in terms of employment and he smokes pot all the time. I could call it the hothead, my daughter, and the pothead, her baby daddy. They are providing a relatively stable environment for their son. They still live together, though my daughter owns the property and would like him to have a place to stay off the property so that he can come and help with the baby. Similar situation to what he went through before. His other situation, he always had girlfriends and he told me he'd go sleep somewhere else. But now that they're having problems, he insists that he lived there and was there all the time. So this is kind of like the, I don't know what, stew of instability and dishonesty and so many things. 
that have brought me to the point where I call myself polyamory Grammy. I would love my grandson, and he is adorable. We have the best time, and we have a good relationship, even though I don't live nearby. But I had mentioned how difficult my daughter was a little bit in the first episode. She is someone that you can't make any suggestions. So when I go there, I just kind of go with the flow. But her flow can be changing all the time, which has gotten me to the point where instead of taking public transit to go visit her of some sort, train, bus, I'll probably have to rent a car. So I just can't stand all the changing. But her son is dearly loved. He has a wonderful home, huge yard, nice daycare. Even though she works at home, the baby daddy was supposed to be the daycare, but he wouldn't really do it. He would kept handing her and handing him off to my daughter. So this gives you a little background. And there are many more things that I need to say. But overall, I'm witnessing this enormously weird, overly dramatic, unstable, or unstable, excuse me, relationship between my daughter and her baby daddy. But I see the background of it coming from everything that happened in my family. Even my mother's mother was divorced, and her mother was left by the husband who was the choir director at the church who ran off with a choir member. So there will be more another time.